When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening to. Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 152, I believe, where we're diving into the last podcast of the year. Um, it was a quiet week last week, so we're going to talk listicles, we're going to talk your reflections on 2022 as we move into 2023. We're going to talk what we got right, we're going to talk what we got wrong, and all in between. So before we even get into it, make sure you like, subscribe, five-star rate and review this podcast that you've done all year. So we appreciate you doing that every single week for this whole year. So do it one more time for us as we move into the new year. Yeah, this is going to be a fun episode, a look back and reflection episode as well as a look forward. So let's get into it right about now. Oh man, what a year 2022 was. I think it was a great year uh, personally. And and you just talk in general. It's good to be healthy and and doing everything for another year. Um, but yes, reflecting on what's going on in the current state of the markets, we're having some sort of rally right now midway through the day. It's a kind of a relief rally. We had initial jobless claims tick higher last week, um, which was expected um, while initial continuing jobless claims came in slightly ahead. Um, people are digging for signs the economy is slowing down. The Federal Reserve could ease uh, monetary policy. I don't see that as much yet. I think December's um, numbers will come in um, lower. Um, and yeah, rates will still be raised into 2023. Um, that's the bet. That's the thought. But you're seeing some relief uh, today as last couple of days were pretty much of a downtrend and a pullback in the market. Um, but yeah, you're going to see some of that. And, you know, people talk about the Santa Claus rally or what could happen to end the year. Um, and we're, we're, we're seeing signs of a potential that, but again, I don't think it's going to be long lasting. If you kind of look at what the trend that we've had, um, year to date, uh, so far, um, cause it's been a broad sell-off, um, in the last week or so. Um, and we're, you know, kind of people bracing for some recessionary bracing for a recession so it's probably the last podcast before obviously the last podcast before the new year so if we just look year to date on what we've seen from the s p 500 and some different areas of the market um year to date it's been again down and about 20 little under 20 percent um that could you know change uh before the end of the day but basically, we talked about it in the beginning of the year. It's not going to be like it was 2020, 2021. That was my prediction. I didn't foresee us going into bear market per se, uh, but I did foresee it being a lot of different tune. And you had a cocktail of bad news this year as opposed to other years. You had inflation, you had supply chain issues, you had geopolitical risks. Um, and that was a cocktail of bad news for us um, that led to really much negative sentiment. Um, it led to um investors not investors not seeing um the gains of the early years now uh what's gonna happen in 2023 crystal balling it 
looking ahead, we have still still the same factors that we had in 2022, right? Inflation still remains high, so the Federal Reserve monetary policy will have to continue for a little bit. They will pause in some point in 2023 um, and potentially even lower rates, but we'll see. I think they'll pause in 2023. Uh, We're going to still have more job losses in Q1. Earnings may or may not hold up. We'll see how that goes. But I think you will get a better year in 2023 that you had for sure in 2022 as far as equities and the stock market is concerned, especially when you look at the cocktail of bad news we had and how it's going to get better going forward. You have valuations at incredibly low levels. Buyers will come in. You have a sentiment that's pretty low. Everyone that was talking about investing and all that stuff, they've just gone. So sentiment's low, and I'm very, I'm bullish when the sentiment's so low, when there's blood in the streets. I like it. Um, and then you just have, uh, you know, you know, a consumer that will get better at the end of the year, right? Things will have leveled off. Inflation will be a little bit lower. Uh, monetary policy will be a little bit more eased. And you'll have a, a kind of a rally at that point somewhere, you know, first or second quarter of mid-year. Um, and with, you know, growth and tech re- rebounding, crypto probably rebounding the fastest. Um, so you're going to have those things. Um, but that's why people invest for long term because you will see – volatility in the near term until you get to those things later on. And so that's a prediction. You know, most people are saying that the market will be down next year, year to date. I think we'll be slightly up um, year to date. Um, and that's that's a thing that I, I that's I'm seeing. I'm going against the consensus on that one because, um, you know, all, a lot of uh, the consensus is that we'll be down again. And so we'll see. It's going to be really, really interesting to watch this play out in real, real time. Um, and more on current news. Of course, it's more listicles again. So many lists on what's going on. Let's look at some lists from a, a site. The phrase of the year was quiet quitting. The phrase of the year for 2022 was quiet quitting. It shows the percentage of U.S. workers who said they were actively disengaged their jobs hovered around 20% from 2007 to 2015 before dropping to 13% in 2018. But between 2020 and 2022, the pandemic years, the share of actively disengaged employees increased four percentage points to 18%. At the same time, the share of employees who said they engaged at work, that they said that they were engaged at work, has dropped four percentage points in the last two years to just 32%. Quiet quitting has become a thing. It's obviously because of flex work, people working at home. Um, you just don't care as much when you don't have your boss looking over your shoulder, I would assume. I don't know. Because I am my own boss. But I'm assuming that's what it means. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Most 2022 headline, um, Elon Musk sets off an uproar over peace plan tweet. Yes, that was the big headline of this year. Um, runner up was Tom Brady and other celebs named an FTX lawsuit, um, which is not surprising. There's actually more news, uh, the FTX scandal. They said FTX diverted 200 million customer money for two venture deals that caught the SEC's attention. So SBF Sam Bankman fried he made two $100 million venture investments, and he used customer funds to do that through an FTX subsidiary. Um, they only disclosed $100 million investments by FTX Ventures, which were in Mistin Labs and a fintech company, Dave. Um, but they were using a whole bunch of other customer funds to invest in venture investments uh, without obviously disclosing to these customers. And it's obviously against commingling and against the rules. Um, so yeah, we, we've talked about that story a lot. There's still more coming out of that story. Um, and it's it's not over yet. And just more general news of 2022, the tech IPO market collapsed. 
Um, and they're saying that Dexter doesn't look much better, but IPO deals, um, IPO deal proceeds plummeted 94% in 2020, according to Ernst & Young's IPO report published in mid-December. So, of course, for many of you who don't know out there, banks, investment banks will pretty much run the IPO process for companies and solicit investors and, and gather the investors and then sell those, um, buy the funds or sell the shares and resell them in the market. Um, it's a secondary market, uh, public market, and it'll get a fee for doing all of this this whole process. Um, and it plummeted after 2021, and 2022 was just a horrible year for the deal proceeds. There was not a single tech deal that raised $1 billion this year after f- 15 IPOs raised at least that much in 2021, and this is according to Faxstep. So that's why you're going to see cuts um, in banking and on Wall Street. Goldman Sachs said that they're going to make cuts in the next few weeks. Um, a lot of other banks will follow suit. Bonuses were slashed. Um, you're just seeing that across the board because it just wasn't the craziness of 2021. And now the cuts are being made on Wall Street. Um, and it's clear as day that you had that hangover from last year's big binge drink. It was a mania of 2021. Now the hangover is setting in and they're just, they're just you know, uh, no need for overbladed, you know, salaries in some, in some cases. Um, and so they're making large, large cuts um, in that area. Um, and you'll see, see so much more of that, um, down the pipeline. So yeah, it was just, again, a crazy, crazy time, um, in, in 2022, but again, there's optimism and there's reasons to be optimistic for 2023, right? There's some reasons to be optimistic. Things won't get much worse from here. (laughs) The bottom will settle in at some point. If you think about the bottom, it's usually on average, you know, what's called 12 to 16 months, of rough periods in bear markets before things kind of get better. This is off topic news. I wouldn't say it's off topic. It's very on topic, but there's a New York prosecutor prosecutor looking into rep, rep representative elect George Santos citing fabrications and inconsistencies. Uh, so George Santos is a rep in NY and he pretty much lied about his old, he's a congressional rep in NY. And he pretty much lied about his, his whole history, his whole resume, his whole background. He had said that he was Jewish, which became out to be a lie. He said that he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citibank, so came out to be a lie. Um, so many other fabrications. So that he owned 12 properties, and that was also a lie. Um, he also was able to lend his campaign 700000 after claiming on a campaign finance form in 2020 that he was making 55000 per year. So he's, you know... His campaign finds indicate he made millions of dollars in 2021. He told the news site SEMA for an interview Wednesday that he made his money with, with a company he started that was involved in capital introduction. Um, and said he was connected with a bunch of wealthy investors, uh, which, again, he definitely needs to be prosecuted and looked into. And his title takeaway, he still says he's planning to serve, um, but they need to get into this. Again, there's scams in plain sight. It's kind of crazy to see We've seen this all over and more will pop it up scams in plain sight. Um, and it's crazy that people aren't, aren't be more harsh on these things. Uh, I just don't see it. I think it's almost sometimes being celebrated. It's being overlooked, but there's plenty of scams in plain sight in the last couple of years. You're seeing it. You're going to see more and more of this. I think you'll see more and more of this, especially as situations get dire for many Americans out there um, over the next few months. Uh, but you're seeing that, and it's it's, it's upsetting to see. Well, folks, 
that is the most current news we have today. Uh, we're going to get into the questions of the week next. All right, rapid fire questions of the week. In keeping with our listicle end of the year journey, we're going to continue that here with our 2020 questions, 2022 questions, best of. Um, and let's go rapid fire on these. So one of the first question is interesting. I think it's social media related. But it says, question of the day, week, how much can a creator on TikTok make if their video receives 1 million views? So if their video receives 1 million views, how much could creator on TikTok make? The answers between, which we might shock you, 20 and $40 or two to four cents per 1,000 views. Um, yeah, that's not great. Again, I think I've talked about this slightly, like the influencer um, market and the um, ability to earn just by eyeballs itself is turning, right? Like that's, that's, um, the views and the eyeballs itself on social media platforms aren't as monetizable as they were before. One, because you have different algorithms in the in the in the social mediums themselves. They want to push stuff that they promote so they can have the people that they work with on their creators to earn more and they can earn more through that. You have um, a different economy where people aren't willing to spend as much just for eyeballs. They want conversions and actually clicks. Um, so all those feed into just a rough, rough, time for just influencers in general um that that's that's not great um this is interesting this is for the younger people out there what percentage of high school students have considered vocational slash trade schools which isn't bad um i, I would assume and the percentage happens to be 30 percent 30 percent of students in high school are interested in getting to work in trades rather than going the college route or you know the traditional college route they would rather go in trade. So um, that's an interesting stat. I would have, yeah, I mean, that, that's in line, right? Um, that's in line. Here's another interesting one of 2022 that was asked. Question of the day, what percentage of gig workers say they're living comfortably? Comfortably, and the answer is about 13%. That's a low percentage. That's unfortunate. Um, you know, gig activities typically are not full-time jobs, but 64% of those who perform gig activities 10% of all adults, they spend less than 20 hours doing or, or so doing so a month. That said, those doing freelance gig works were merely those selling or renting items to spend at least 20 hours on it over prior month. So yeah, that's that's tough. That's not a, it's not sustainable. It's very much so not sustainable. Oh, I thought this one was interesting. What percentage of people aged 60, 65 to 74 are still working? What percentage of age, uh, what percentage of people aged 65 to 74 are still working the answer is 26% at the time of the 2020 census. The people in that age range was about 26%. Oh man. I don't know. I don't know if that's high or low. I mean, that's the that seems like I mean, if you love what you're doing, you'd still continue to work. I'd I'd still be working then. Um, but probably taking a lot more just like relaxing time. But that's interesting. Um, a lot of people still working. A lot of people still working. Interesting. Um well, folks, as we move into 2023, make sure you set your goals. I'm going to do that Saturday night, setting my goals, um, things I want to learn for 2023. One thing people could do, pick up a new skill. They, there's this blog I was reading. It's talking about New Year's skills, not resolutions. Um, you can do resolutions and a skill. Pick up a skill. It takes like a year to learn a new skill. Maybe you want to get better at public speaking. Maybe you want to get better at writing. Anything that you want, that fitness, pick up that new skill and attack it in the new year. See how far you've come. 
it's really good to reflect. We're going to reflect um, on 2022 and then look into 2023 and the things we want to accomplish and how we're going to get there and map that out. Um, so that's super exciting. I'm ready to do that Saturday night. Other than that, enjoy. Watch the football games. We'll be talking to you all in the new year. Talk soon.